Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, January the 21st, wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this. I wish you God's life and God's beauty and God's truth today. May you be surrounded. May you be infused, infected with the life, love, and, and beauty and goodness of God today, my friends. Uh, okay, let's continue through our, our journey through Mark chapter 3. That's what we're doing, right? Third day in a row now. Uh, we are going to look at Mark chapter 3, verses 13 to 19 today. Pretty familiar story, actually, but I love the wording. I love the wording regardless of the translation. I'm going to read the message translation today, but the, the, the translation in the NAB, the New American, is really good, too. And I just want you to hear it as if for a first time. Can you do that? Uh, so let's break open God's word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus climbed a mountain and invited those he wanted with him. They climbed together. He settled on 12 and designated them apostles. The plan was that they would be with him and he would send them out to proclaim the word and give them authority to banish demons. These are the twelve. Simon, Jesus later named him Peter, meaning rock. James, the son of Zebedee. John, the brother of James. Jesus nicknamed the Zebedee brothers Boanerges, meaning sons of thunder. Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So it's the calling of the the apostles, right? Um, Jesus is at a moment of discernment. You know that the crowd's been following him. That's what we studied yesterday, right? They were pressing in upon him so much. He had to go out in a boat. He had more followers than these 12, but he had to whittle it down to say, which are the ones? And so what did he do? Went up a mountain, obviously. You need to spend time in discernment. Again, anytime you, you hear somebody go up a mountain, think Moses. Think God is up on the mountain. He's up on the higher places. And so when we go up in those places, it's, it's code in Scripture saying they, they, they found a place where they could commune with God in order to make this decision. Jesus does this all the time. Goes up on a mountain, right, for the transfiguration. Uh, goes up on the mountain for the Beatitudes. All those things. Uh, and, and that's apt. It's very apt for, for what's happening here. So he does that for the call of the disciples. But I love the wording that is used here. And again, not just in the message. If you're, if you're looking at whatever translation, you're going to see something similar. And Mark did this on purpose. So Jesus climbed a mountain. Okay, so he's, he's going in prayer. He's going in discernment. Okay? And he invited those he wanted with him. In the NAB, so the New American translation, Jesus went up the mountain and summoned those whom he wanted, and they came to him. Isn't that great? 
Now, you might just think, okay, on the surface level, they climbed a mountain together. Joe, what's so great about that? Well, you know, going a hike and climbing a mountain is pretty awesome. So, surface level, pretty cool. But, of course, of course, you know it's, there's more than that, and, and you know where it's being pointed. Jesus summons us. He summons those he wants. Brothers and sisters, that's you and I. I mean, you, you know it and I know it. Now, if we can look in the mirror and think, oh, he doesn't want me because reason A, reason B, reason C. First of all, if you think that, I want to talk to you. Or I invite you to go talk to someone you love and trust and let them um, remind you that, that those thoughts, they're not coming from God. If you can look in a mirror and really look at yourself and say, I am not wanted by God. Brothers and sisters, we need to make sure we're, we're talking to somebody about that. Because you and I, by God's grace, not by our doing, you and I are the beloved one of God. You are wanted every bit as much as, as a, a mother desires her child. You are the one who is summoned. Jesus summons those he wanted, and they came to him. So, okay, you know, we are, we, are, we are summoned by God, but we have an active role. We have an active role in the building of the kingdom of God here and now in our midst. We do not simply say, Lord, you know, pray that your kingdom come and, uh, and, and can you get everything in order here? Because boy, oh boy, we sure need it. And then just sit back in the front row with popcorn again, forgive the, the analogy, and, and hope God does it and we, we have the best seat in the house. We are summoned because we're desired, because we're wanted, because we are loved. But we need to say yes. We need to accept the invitation. And what does that look like? looks like climbing a mountain. One, because we need, as Jesus did, to make sure if we are building this kingdom of God and participating in it, that it is God's kingdom and not our own. So we need to make sure that we commune with God before we do any work at all. But two, climbing a mountain is work. You've done it. I've done it. We've all done it. Climbing a mountain is work. Brothers and sisters, we are summoned. Jesus chooses us because he loves us not simply so we can commune together and, and um, spoon and cuddle and enjoy one another's company, although there is that. There is that. That's, that's part of it. But it's not all of it. He summons us. Why? Well, this says it really clearly, doesn't it? He settled on the 12 and designated them apostles. The plan was that they would be with him Amen. Amen. We got to go to him. We got to say yes. That's just what I was saying. That they would be with him and he would send them out to proclaim the word and give them authority to banish demons. I mean, that's, we, we are called in order to go forward on mission. None of what I'm saying is new to you, but it's good to be reminded because sloth is one of the deadly sins, right? Sloth is real. And, and what is the, the law of mathematics? 
or physics. A body at motion stays in motion. A body at rest stays at rest. And if we are one of those bodies at rest, we want to stay at rest. And our God says, no, you are not called to me to stay at rest. You are called to go out on mission, to preach the word of God, and to banish demons. Brothers and sisters, again, I'm going to tell you what you already know, but I'm going to remind you. Preaching the word of God does not mean, okay, gosh, I got to I got to read all of of the gospels and I got to know, you know, what verses, scripture and verse, you know, chapter and verse, whatever it is, and and be able to to not only recite it, but I got to be able to say what the meaning is. That's not what Jesus is saying here. He's saying in the words to use Francis or at least what's attributed to Francis that you and I preach the word of God at all times. And when necessary, we use words. That that idea of prayer is not one that we say with words in a monologue toward God or even a dialogue, but rather it's an attitude of union with God that we live in the midst of community. Because if our communion and union with God does not show itself within community, I'm going to question it. I'm going to question it. And you can question mine. Because, brothers and sisters, that's how we preach the Word of God, with who we are and how we are and what we're about. Nobody should have to ask us, are you a follower of Jesus Christ? It should be seen and known. And so that's one of the reasons, of course, that we, we, we have to say yes. We climb the mountain with him. We are called because we are loved, but we are called also to go out on mission to preach the word of God and to banish demons. And you might say, Joe, of course, I've never done that either. Well, you have. And so have I. We just don't call it that now. And banish demons is to let people out of the prisons in which they reside. You know, again, it's Jesus when he came out of the desert in Luke's gospel, that the Spirit of God is upon me because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. Why? Because the poor are, are uh, in a cell where they don't think that glad tidings belong to them. They are poor because they've done something wrong or their families have done something wrong or whatever, and that's who they are, and we get to bring glad tidings to them and banish that demon that whispers in their ear that you are worth nothing to bring glad tidings to the poor, liberty to captives, release to prisoners, sight to the blind, right? A year of favor, of newness, meaning that that demon that says, you know what, you, you're okay, but, but you know those past things that you did, you got to carry that, it, and you're never going to be as good as other people because you got to carry that, all that guilt and that shame and stuff. You know what, we get to banish that. And say, you are God's beloved now, here, today. And you don't need that baggage anymore. In in the thought of the 12-step process, yes, we need to claim it. We need to own it. And we need to do restitution as best we can and acknowledge it and ask forgiveness. Of course, those are all wonderful and good things. And those are within our tradition. But then we leave it. Then we leave it. And we become new. 
I'm doing a funeral tomorrow and I'm using the, the Lazarus gospel because it's one of my favorite. But again, you know the line. I've used it here many times. Unbind them and set them free. The last line when Lazarus comes out. Unbind him. That's what we're doing, brothers and sisters. That's how we banish demons. And now, you might think, but Joe, I don't know enough. I'm not schooled enough. I'm a novice. Uh, you don't know my past. You don't know the decision I made. You don't know the intentions I carry today. Do you know what? You're right. But you know what you're wrong about? That you have to get rid of all those things before you say yes and before God calls you. Because look at who he called. We've talked about this before. The history of the gospel, the history of scripture, is God calling all the wrong people. So is that God's fault? Or are the wrong people the ones, at least these ones who said yes, who climbed the mountain, who allowed themselves to be summoned, maybe they were at such a point where they knew they got nothing else. So let's try this out. Peter was anything but rock-like. James and John, sons of thunder. It sounds so great, like maybe they were mighty. No, it means they were temperamental. Okay? It means they were hotheads. Matthew was, was doing the wrong profession, for goodness sakes. Right? Um, was it Simon the Cananean? He came from the wrong place. Came from the wrong place. Judas is going gonna, is gonna to betray him. I mean, we could keep going on and on. Brothers and sisters, he calls those, not who are perfect, but those who he will perfect. Who allow themselves, because we're never going to make it to perfection. Don't do that. But to be perfected in those ways. To allow the Holy Spirit within us to soften those edges. All it takes is our yes. Jesus is summing us. Why? Because he loves us. Those he wants with him. Will we come to him? That's up to us. Will we climb the mountain? Will we allow ourselves to be going out on mission? To preach the word of God with our lives and to banish the demons of those around us. Brothers and sisters, there is no better work. No better work. You and I both know it because we've all been there before and we know it when we're there. But we gotta, we gotta, gotta climb the mountain because it's gotta be of God, for God, through God. What? Through him, with him, in him, right? That's, that's where it's got to start from and end. He's the Alpha and the Omega. It's got to begin with him. It's got to end with him. Otherwise, we might be doing our own thing. So today we celebrate a feast day, the Feast of St. Agnes. Let me simply say this about Agnes. We know virtually nothing about her. Our guess is that she died circa, I love that word, circa uh, mid-third century. So, you know, 250, 260 in that ballpark. Here's what else we think we know about her. That she was probably 12 to 13 to 14 years old. Uh, and legend has it that she was beautiful and had many suitors. And that she said no because she wanted to give herself entirely to God. And one of those suitors became jealous, turned her in uh, for being a Christian. And that was during the time, of course, of the Roman persecutions, the, the uh, emperors persecuting. And so at, at first she was placed in a house of uh, ill repute, shall we say, and then ultimately executed for it. But again, let's use this idea of who God calls. Because you might say, well, listen, this was a, a, a pure and saintly young woman, and, and she may well have been. We don't know anything about St. Agnes. But here's what we know. She was 12 or 13 or 14 years old. 
that God doesn't look and say, okay, I just want somebody who spent years in a monastery and, and perfected themselves. Again, let's use that word. But that holiness uh, that God sees in us, it doesn't depend on length of years. It doesn't depend on how many prayers we've done or our experience uh, or our own efforts. That holiness is a gift from God, brothers and sisters. Jesus was able to look not only into the heart of Agnes. He was able to look into the hearts of these 12 people that were called and see not just who they were. <laughs> because if that's all he saw, trouble. He might go running the other way. He saw what they could be. May we have those same eyes, that same vision, that same, I mean, may we dare that, right? To see what the people around us can be and love that in it. May we see instead of Aldonza, Dulcinea. I mean, isn't that it? I'm going to start singing Man of La Mancha here. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The fifth joyful mystery. Jesus, it's the finding of Jesus in the temple. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. 
In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. St. Agnes, pray for us. My friends, bless you. Have a wonderful Friday and a wonderful weekend. Uh, may God's love and life be ever-present with you. And let's get together to next week some more and uh, see what God has for us in God's Word. God's peace.